Do you and your friends have really good conversations? Do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo? Well, this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast. Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money. And in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. My name is Danasia. And my name is Faith. And welcome to season four of Type A Black Girls. We're discussing all things adulting, including life after college, relationships, finances, traveling, and navigating the corporate world, all while being Type A Black Girls. We hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back. Yeah. I can't believe we're halfway through the season. Almost. Yeah, almost. And we got a lot of fun guests planned. Um, typically our, you know, planning weeks or planning day. Planning days before, you know, every <laughs> season. We try to really type A it out, but it always ends up going to type P by just about the middle of the season. Yeah, I think we just don't anticipate that like life be life in. So we'd be so ambitious before the season. And then we'd be like, girl, I just had a terrible week, like the worst week. Yeah, and we still got to film when we get back home. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. part, and realistically, because we're like kind of deep into this corporate space, like corporate life, like it really is giving film on Thursday, if not possibly on Friday and post on Friday. Oh yeah, what do you think we're doing right now? Right now we are <laughs> filming, <laughs> blocking time off, filming on a Friday to make things happen. Yeah, yeah. Today was honestly the first day. Of my entire corporate, almost six months. I'm literally hitting six months in a few days, which is insane. Um, that after, once a Friday, I closed my computer early, you know, and I'm like, I did really good work. I didn't really take many breaks today, and I did solid work. And I don't feel anxious that I have work still left on the table. And mm. I think it's because my coworker, who's typically overseeing me, is gone. So it was really up to me, and I did it. I even sent my email. This is everything that happened this week while you were gone. A little recap, mm-hmm. if you will. It feels great. No, listen, that feels good. And honestly, I think that when my manager is is like out of office or gone, like I feel a little more independent because I know she can't get to my question until she comes back. Yep. So I just end up figuring out the solution myself. Mm-hmm. And then I feel good because I'm like, okay, I knew the answer anyway. I just needed that like push to get there. Yep. Yep. I really, I'm really enjoying it. Grant, he's coming back. He's, I think he's coming back from Ireland or something. But um. Yeah, it felt good for this week. And I know for in the future, when I take over, you know, a, an independent business unit, I'll be fine. And honestly, we were going over goals today because my manager last week said, I, you need to come with your short term, long term and two to three year goals. I said, OK, so <laughs> I made sections. I said 12, 18 to 24 month, you know, goals. And I even put I put salary increase and I put grade increase. So he knew what I was expecting during those months. Because I, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting a grade increase exponentially, but absolutely a salary increase and maybe some reserved stock options. I don't know. Uh, restricted stock options. We'll see. So, um, yeah, talk to your manager about what the reward, what the reward program is, because he went yes. step by step with me for it. With that. it, it really helped. And if your company has like a rating system for what it takes to get a certain salary, like for mine, it's like exceeds expectations meet expectations have them go through and say what exactly does it mean to exceed expectations 
Because for mm-hmm. us, meet expectations is you just doing your job. It seeds is you going above and beyond what your job title is. So like, yeah. really ask those questions. That way you're not blindsided at your review and you're expecting a, a bonus or a salary increase. And they're like, girl, you didn't exceed, you know, or you only met expectations. Just really have an open, honest conversation now. That way you can just line up all your goals to what uh, your manager says. Yeah. And I also put on the on the type of black girl story. Make sure you all follow that today. But make sure after every end of the month, you just do three to five things that you did for the company. Like either you saved the money, you did something for like an ERO, like a connected black professionals or like a Mexican connected professional, something like that to where you're adding to the, you're adding value to the company and you're a valued employee. Exactly. And if you are like in a, in a finance or like business role, put the dollar amount that that impacts the company for. They love to see them dollars. If you say I save the money, if I save the company X amount of money, that's going to matter a lot more than I just worked on this project and it went well. Like you need yeah. to quantify what you did. No, big, this big. Isn't, this isn't a corporate podcast episode yeah. today. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not surprising. Yeah. But for us, at least, you know, that's what works. Um, that's just, that's but what most, I think. You know, yeah, yeah, this is all, of, this is what we do every single day. That this is life. Like at the moment, you know, talking about corporate. I, I hate talking about my day actually. When Lola asks how was your day, I'm like, good. I, I don't want to talk about my. I understand people don't want to talk about their work because I just did it for eight hours. I only got a few hours until I got to go back to work. But we're mm. trying to help. Oh talk. no, no, I'll be ready to talk about my day. Right. I'll be like, actually, today at work, <laughs> like no, this happened and that happened. I went and got this at lunch. Like it's just for me, it's just a good like decompressor to talk about it afterwards um wow we'll really do on the day too like if, it, if nothing really happened i don't have nothing to say you know bro why why did kelly hold on i gotta pull up this text because kelly is one of our closest friends um i was telling her about an opportunity i had i'll get into it soon and she said what did she tell me she said girl that i could i could talk i could talk to payment i said wow that is something. Basically, I talk so much I could talk to payment. I said, all right, thank you for that. And let's get into our rosebud and thorn because I'll talk. I'll, I'll show y'all how I can talk to payment. So basically, my I have two roses. One, I don't know if I talked about this honestly recently, but in season one, I think I told y'all that I was pre-diabetic, and I I felt like I was on the verge of death. You know, I'm an extremist, so I thought like, wow. Like, everything, I'd be like, you guys, I can. I'm pre-diabetic. Like, I was really treating it like I was diabetic because, basically, I was on the verge. But it's because, y'all, I was eating two pieces of bacon and a packet of instant oatmeal, the sugared kind. And that Mm. was my conversation for probably an entire semester, plus some, plus some months. And so, you know, make sure – and this is also your sign to go get that pap smear, even though it's it's probably going to hurt a little bit, and get some blood work done especially mm-hmm. if you're corporate insurance. Use that to your, like, use it. You got it, use it. You're paying for it. Um, but yeah, I'm not pre-diabetic. It was great. You know, this pap smear went really well. It took less than 15 seconds. I have <laughs> never in my life. Typically, I'm like, can I play my music? Like, two songs go by because I'm so anxious and stressed. They're like, have you ever been sexually assaulted? I'm like, no. I literally am just anxious i don't like that little duck thing in me okay but this time i played my song she was in and out she said relax relax boop boop got the little sample good to go 
I said, I love this lady. I said, now that's what I'm talking about. Oh, she was amazing. She was so calm. And then she was like, how many times have you got this done? And so basically, if you guys are new, like you're supposed to get a pap smear as soon as you get be you're sexually active, or I think as soon as you turn 20. And so I got it done when I was 20. I've got it done every single year. And she's like, oh, you're 23. You don't have to get it done again until you're 25. I said, thanks. So, yes. Because I that was in the rule book. I didn't know. They don't tell you this. No. Yeah. So I said, oh, that's what I'm talking about. She's like, yeah, you don't have to come every, you just have to come every two years. Just a little checkup. I said, that's what I'm talking about. What I am also scared for is when they like put your, put your boob in that little presser thing. Boob in the presser? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. No, I've never had to put my boob in a panini maker. I've never had to do nothing like that. My sister's grandma had like breast cancer and to check, they like, it's like a scanner. And that's how they scan the boob. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so anxious. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, how are you going to fit these these things in there? Because I, like, how are you? I'm working with an A cup, baby. There's not much to put in there. I've barely got to be, and I'm struggling. Because I'm like, these things are huge. But in reality, they're not. And if I put them in that presser, I'm about to be right next to the machine. I'm, if it look, I'm imagining a panini presser, and I'm not trying to be impressed. It like, It looks like a panini presser? Like, they press it down, yes. No. I don't, I don't know what age. I don't yeah. got much to press. So no. I'm I'm just concerned. <laughs> but whenever we get that, we will talk. We we'll, we'll put in our rosebud and thorn. But at the moment, I'm good. I'm not pre. I'm not pre diabetic. I'm living life. I'm honestly that felt like a like a cancer diagnosis. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I was like y'all. I got. I'm pre diabetic. But anyways, to Kelly's point of me being able to talk to pavement, um, I basically got an opportunity to go um to an HBCU and basically help um engage with quotes air quotes engage the student to the hbcu and y'all yeah y'all know what i mean so i was super excited you know my director uh, referred to me because i'm very social aka i talk a lot and you know i can engage the students so you know i'm trying to i'm trying to put the baddest what did she say i'm trying to put the baddest heifers on the flow <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm trying to give when i when i go to this hbcu because y'all i'm a pwi girly you know, we didn't have to get dressed. And and they talk about some, oh, Girl, probably going to wear some sweatshirts and jeans. I'm not No, and and for, for my PWI girlies that was stepping, because I, I feel you, that was me. I was trying to step in my PWI, and I would be looked at like I was exotic. Yeah. <laughs> like, Denasia, oh, my God. Wow. Just going. Mind blown. You know, like, I could do the bare minimum step. Mm-hmm. I can do a half step, if you will. And mm-hmm. minds were blown. But at an HBCU, baby, like, they are stepping every day. Yes. I yes. So, yeah. I, I see the TikTok. Exactly. So I'm very excited. Like, I don't know what the time frame is. I low-key want to be like, are there any type A's, you know, here that, that we can link up, you know? I don't know what the time frame is. So once I get the time frame, I might put a little question sticker like, hey, who goes to this specific HBCU when the time gets closer? But on to my bud. Um, I've just booked a lot of shows and concert tickets. I'm very excited. There was also, there was a concert that I thought I booked it like wholeheartedly. I was like, I'm going. Yeah. So I didn't book the ticket. I couldn't find it anywhere in Live Nation, no Ticketmaster, no nothing. So hate that. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing Drewski and I'm literally, I'm so, like I got outfits ready for that. Con- I am so excited for that show. I want to oh. see Drewski so bad. Like, in my head, me and him are best friends. Like, what? I yes. would date Drewski. 
Well, I'm I'm taken, so I'm not going to say that, but I think he'd be a really good homeboy. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Let me explain, because I just feel every listener like, girl, be for real. Let me explain. He's the only man I feel like truly gets my humor. Like, I... Oh, I'd be a Kiki Ken watching his lives like I'm sitting in the room with him. Oh, leg, me, legs up, kicking. Listen, Smiling. type of man like that laugh you right out them draws. He is yeah. so funny, bro. If you're having not, you're down bad in the dating scene. Go to for the funny people. Go for the silly boy. He's silly. gonna make you smile. Go for the silly boy. He is gonna make you smile at any point in time. No, I've always gone for the funny guy. Like in in in, in school. The class clown was always my my crush. Even if he wasn't cute to me, I was like, that man can make me laugh. And I would just be over there giggling. I was scared of him bullied. So we didn't really of him bullying me. And I don't I don't take really (laughs) kindly to getting bullied. (laughs) (laughs) That's why whenever he would whenever he would get on the roll roasting people, I just made sure I wasn't in the direct line of contact. Yeah, and sometimes I open my mouth a little bit too wide, and I talk a little bit too much. So I'm I'm gonna keep my mouth shut and stay away. Actually, because the last thing you want to hear is I know you ain't laughing. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm crying in the bathroom. Now what? Now now I'm going home early. <laughs> Mom, can you come pick me up, please? <laughs> I don't I don't like it here. <laughs> but yeah, so and I'm also going to a Casey Frey show, and so the tickets were like twenty five dollars. Like okay, and then it was like, oh, do you want to meet him? I said, oh, absolutely. <laughs> So $25, a $60 ticket, basically, after all the fees and taxes. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Basically, this he's this white man, and he, like, got vi- – I think he was a viner, but he also got viral on um, Twitter. If y'all saw his face, y'all know. Um, but also, then my thorn today, it's going to be rough. Like, it's, I'm catching a red eye. I think a red eye is, like, a really early flight. And I'm basically catching a flight at 1 a.m., um, and today's my last day in Colorado, and I've been here for a month, y'all. Like, every episode, I think, of season – Four has been in Colorado so it's going to be a rough one like I've already planned tomorrow I'm going to get my pedicure done um, my eyebrows done get Thai food and like cry but like I'm planning out like I'm going to put rom-coms on specifically like I even might watch the notebook because I know that that thing is going to get me real bad. okay <laughs> last time I, went, I watched oh well, is that you, the one where the one where he's sick and she's his caretaker and like he get her them socks you in the wheelchair, yes. 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 Okay, I'm gonna have to tap in. I'm gonna tap in. And okay, ten things I hate about you. The bumblebee socks. Yes, the bumblebee yes. socks. Yes. Mm-hmm. But ten things I hate about you is also my favorite rom com. Ooh, okay. I haven't tapped in. I've seen it all over TikTok, rom com TikTok, but I haven't. Um, but yeah, so that's tonight. It's gonna be a, he I think he's taking me out to dinner and I'm like, I I'm gonna have to go on an airplane with makeup. I I've never done that before. So We'll mm. see, but I have a layover in Atlanta, so it's like, okay, well, maybe it'll align a little bit. But, um, yeah, so that, I think that's my rose button thorn. It's going to be a little rough, but there's good news coming. Just can't say it because I'm being a private girly. Um, and y'all see probably in season two, probably six, probably six, the good news. Yeah. But y'all can guess, but I'm not going to say yes or no. What about you, moms? <laughs> so, uh, for me, uh, I'm going to start off with my thorn because it's been a thorny week. Um, I, so I had a presentation this week, right? I've been practicing for it and for like, just getting ready for it for like the past two months. Like it started Mm -hmm. in November. I started practicing in December. It's now January. Like I've been known about this presentation was on Thursday. Why wake up Wednesday with a fever? Sick. Literally sick. Like (laughs) I, and I don't really, I haven't gotten sick since I moved here really. 
So I was mm-hmm. kind of shocked because usually I like get sick with the seasons. So like yeah. whenever it's fall time, I always get sick on my birthday because September 23rd is the first day of fall. So I was already anticipating that. Didn't get sick on my birthday last year. And I was like, period, this is a fresh start, you know? Mm-hmm. No, uh, my body chose now to get sick. And now I'm wondering if I was just so, so stressed out that I made myself sick. That yeah. might've been the case too. Um, but woke up Wednesday with a fever and didn't know what to do. Was freaking out. So I was taking emergency, like my life depended on it. I was praying. I was like, God, if you could just make me healthy for just tomorrow, I'll be sick all weekend. We can make a deal. <laughs> Like I was really stressed. And then um, on actual Wednesday night, I still felt like I needed to practice because I'm just anxious and I felt like I needed to have everything spick and span completely down. So I was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna practice. But first I'm gonna just take a little nap. I'm gonna take a nap. So (laughs) I had worked from home that day. Okay. Mind you. And I had logged off at five and I said, I'm gonna take a nap until like 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 eight ish, and then I'm a, I'm gonna get up, practice, and I'm gonna go to sleep around twelve, and I had to be at the office at seven thirty in the morning, right? Girl, I don't know what happened with my body, but I fell asleep, and I had only slept for an hour, but it was dark outside, right? So I woke up at six, and all I saw when I opened my phone was six, and that it was dark outside, and I literally thought I slept through the entire day. I thought I slept a full twenty four hours. <laughs> Me too. The way you tell the story. Like, no, I literally slept for an hour from five to six and woke up like in a panic. And I was like, oh, oh my God, <gasps> like freaking, freaking out, like throwing my, my clothes, like throwing the blanket. Like <laughs> I was like, I literally was convinced I slept for the whole day. Like, I think when you're sick, it's just a different level of delusion that you just yeah. don't really. I was like, I had a headache and my body was on like 103 and I literally thought that I slept the whole day. And I was like, I was literally going to email my manager and be like, I'm so sorry. Like, w- open my laptop thinking I'm getting a bunch of texts. Like, where are you? The presentation started. Like, oh, anxiety through the roof, baby. Why I look and I, I saw only an hour had passed. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Sick to my stomach, literally. Um, so, yeah. So, I ended up practicing and then I really went to sleep. And mm-hmm. the presentation, my rose, actually, that the presentation went perfect. I did all that stressing. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And I was already nervous because I'm like, I am the youngest person in this room giving this yeah. presentation. I was, I'm an MT, which means like I'm entry level. And an MT has never presented at like our town hall before, according to my manager. So she yeah. was like, you know, like not to put any pressure, but like this is a rare opportunity. So I feel like I had to deliver. So yeah. I just really use that to my advantage and it really worked out. I got a lot of good feedback on it really no complaints so I did all that stressing all that but I feel like cares. It, it means you care yeah exactly yeah in my head I was like this is the biggest moment of my career at this moment like and I it mean, was yeah grand so, scheme grand scheme of things okay yeah. so that was my bud it worked out um but shoot all that throwing around I didn't did I was like i Damn. And then I woke up today feeling much better. So I was really convinced it was the stress. And I genuinely made myself sick because I was so stressed out. Um, but yeah, my my bud is that fashion week is coming to New York. And yeah. baby, I'm trying to be there. I'm not a model. I'm not a photographer. I'm not even a fashion girly, really. I really just, I like to put that shit on. So I don't really know what I'm going to be doing there. But I'm going to find my way into one of those shows. Absolutely. If y'all remember last season, um, when we had when I had first moved here, uh, I came to New York the week of Fashion Week. 
So I had seen like all of it happen in action. So I do have a contact I'm going to reach out to, to see if I can get into some shows. And I told them, like, I don't even need a seat, baby. I, I can stand. I just want to be in the venue and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I do happen to make it into some shows, I'm going to try to sneak some footage for y'all. Let's if they ban phones. I don't really know if they do that, but I feel like they probably do. But I'm going to see yeah. what I can do. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be like those people um, recording Beyonce in Dubai. Did you see those videos? Yes. <laughs> The whole live, I was like, "How did I miss this?" She said, "No phones," and every I got a video from every angle. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and you know, saving up for her tour. Save, I don't know because Drake is going on tour, Beyonce's going on tour, all these festivals. Like, I should have, I should have started saving last year. Last year, because I know those Renaissance tickets are going to be crazy. I, it's going to be worth Renaissance. And Swifties are they run deep. Oh, see, I, I'm not going to speak on Taylor Swift because you know how they always say you got that one celebrity that's your arch nemesis. That's your arch nemesis. Taylor Swift. And I try Oprah. not to speak on it because we have so many Swifties out there and I don't want to, I don't want us to, you know, get attacked. But yeah, yeah. no, I've had beef with that lady since 2008. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> like, even when she was a country gal, like I was not rocking. I've never rocked with Taylor Swift. And when she dated Harry Styles, that was my final straw. Because <laughs> you were a directioner. Oh, I was. I'm not going to speak on it because I don't like having hate in my heart. But um, let's go. <laughs> wow. That, that between her and old girl, the one of Ramona and Beezus. Oh, her too. <laughs> <laughs> Those are crazy. Joey King. <laughs> Joey yeah. King. I don't know why like and I love the kissing booth but just not her I don't know I don't know if I have a single celebrity where I'm like other than like the baby and Tory Lanez like oh well those are defaults yeah like those are de- like I don't have anybody that is like solely me I I have the ones I don't yeah and I have like medium ones like Chris Brown I just don't like Chris Brown I, I don't want him played in the car like Tory Lanez the baby and Chris Brown like we don't play in the car and for mm. me, I have to give up Megan Thee Stallion in the car. What? Yes, Lola's like, I don't want to hear her. I was like, <gasps> if I have to give up Tory Lanez, Chris Brown, and uh, the baby, like he, there, it's not in his rotation. But all he he told me yesterday, his one of his favorite artists is Chris Brown, but he doesn't talk about him often because he knows I hate him. I oh, said, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's no legit reason for Megan though. Like, really, what's the reason? With Tory Lanez and the baby, there's legit reasons why we don't like those artists. I don't know why. I think it's just maybe the beat, or I don't know. But he's like, well, if I can't have these artists, you can't have her. And so, nah. but also, his list is exhaustive because he also has Hamilton on there. And I can't, bro, there was one time we were literally going up the country, like, to go to see some mountain. I went to sleep. I woke up. This man's literally rapping Hamilton. I said, absolutely not. You have to turn that off. I cannot do that. That is literally <laughs> I'm sorry to all my Hamilton girlies. I, I just can't. I can't get behind it. I have, li- I have I have listened to the songs, understand the history, wa- read the subtitles, and watch the dancing and outfits. No, <laughs> I was overstimulated. I tried to do Hamilton. I got five minutes in. I said, "Turn this off." Oh, I, I can't well, Hamilton it. is Hamilton. I can, you know, I, I love Hamilton, but I can understand how that can be overwhelming. But that is not on the same level as Chris Breezy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not but his his list is exhaustive so i said okay i'll give you meg yeah wow yeah but girl yeah. 
let's get into this episode. It's a long intro. (laughs) One of our longest, honestly. Um, Let's get into how to successfully live alone. Um, Mm. We're going to start on, you know, what if you're still living at home and you really want to live alone? Um, What we would tell you to give you hope until you're able to leave and Mm. live alone. Uh, Moms, you want to go first? Yeah. So when we say this, we're kind of talking in the context of like, let's say you want to move out of your parents' house, but you just, it's just not the right time. Things aren't working out the way you want it to. You want to leave, but you essentially can't. Like, how do you get through that? And how do you mentally survive that? Because I think for some people, if they are in like either toxic households or they just feel like they've kind of did their time and they feel like all their friends are moving out and they're just past that age where they're still, they should be still at home. Mind you, there is no age where you need to move out. That That's part. a disclaimer too. Don't let anybody tell you or make you feel guilty for living at home. Because mm-hmm. if your parents are willing to house you and provide for you, if you're only like 22 or 23 or whatever age you are, don't feel guilty for that. Because a lot of people think you have to move out the second you turn 18. And it's, you don't oh. have to do that. Unless you can. And Unless even then. Can. But even then, like 18 is still a kid. Like don't feel like you need to move immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say if I'm thinking about this from somebody like, they might not be getting along with their parents and they they feel like they need to leave. Um, Really financially plan out how much that's going to cost. Because I think the biggest misconception is like, I'm just going to move out and you have just enough money to actually move out and maybe pay the first two or three months of rent, but you can't sustain that. Like if you're, if you simply just don't get paid enough to move out, you're going to regret moving out and maybe making it work for two to three months and then having to move back home because you can't make it work after that. Like that's going to be more of a painful situation than really stacking your coins while you're at home and taking the time to be financially stable and then leaving. I think moving back home after you didn't already give it a shot is probably worse. And you're probably going to hear it from your parents because they're going to be like, oh, I told you so. You should never moved out. Like there's a (laughs) lot of residual that'll come with that. For me, I was like, I'm not moving out until I know I don't have to come back. Yeah. So that's that's also what I would say. Um, Also, if you are trying to move out out of spite, like let's say you're moving out because you and your parents don't get along or you're beefing with your sibling or there's just like a negative reason for it. um, If you're able to, I would say come to peace with that before you leave, because I think you can build a lot of like resentment in your heart if you don't come to peace with that decision. It doesn't mean resolve the issue. If you can't resolve the issue with whoever you're, you're beefing with. That's not what I mean. I just mean like make sure that when you leave, you're not carrying that resentment with you because it's going to it's not just going to magically go away because you moved out. It's going to stick with you. Um, So I would say work on that, too. And it might even fester. Oh, yeah. It might even get worse because now you're not now you're not even in the same house to resolve the problem easily. So, you know, for some people, it might be better to be away from, you know, whoever is in the house that you need to get away from. But also just make sure you're at peace with that. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I basically, I think I moved out at 18. It was during quarantine and we were living in a, it felt like Willy Wonka, not going to hold you. We were literally living in a studio apartment and like the only thing dividing the house was like this like wall for a TV for the living room. So it was like living room, like three fourths of a wall and then a bed Mm. Four people living in there at like, it was, it was very rough. I was like, all right, well, you know quarantine apartment prices are down let me move out with my sister and honestly if you and your sister can get along 
it honestly living with living with her will or your sibling will definitely build your guys's relationship like Mm. i didn't realize as you got older like your relationship does get stronger um with your siblings like i don't know why we was beefing all those years and now we cool like we're literally the best of friends like I'm going to share all my good news and I want to call them every single day. That wasn't me when I was 15. I was like, hey, chill. You're cool, but you don't really talk to me, you know? Um, Yeah. But to Danaja's point of like just how to cope and like what to do when you're just at your parents' house and you really shouldn't leave. Like it doesn't, it's not, doesn't make sense in any realm or area. Um, I would say one, this helped me. Um, Even to this day, listening to songs that I played I basically had a playlist that I would play all of quarantine, aka all the time where I was like, I want to move out of my mom's house so bad, but I just can't. It just doesn't make sense. I just started making money. It doesn't make sense. Um, I find a solid playlist or podcast that gives you hope. Like that could be really any genre. Find something. It could even be our podcast. Just like, okay, I I can look forward to this Friday. I mean, I know type A and then we have off season. So find a second one because we, we can't be there all the time. Um, as well as make a realistic budget to look back on when you can't take it anymore. You're like, I my mom is getting on my nerves. She's a B word, whatever you want to say. And before you consider just going out and getting a $700 studio apartment, which is probably, you probably could never find that. I'm not gonna hold you. But $700 studio apartment in a bad part of town, just look back at that budget and be like, realistically, can I move out right now? Like, what like bombs? What are some things that you have to pay for right now and your apartment that you just didn't realize you were going to have to? Mm, shoot, the apartment. Damn, this is a lot. The whole thing, honestly. <laughs> um, simple stuff like like realizing how fast I go through almond milk. You know, yes. I have to go. I have to go get more midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's literally no reason for trash cans to be expensive as they are. Um, there's just a lot of small stuff that you don't really anticipate. And honestly, I also would budget in not just actually paying for the apartment and moving in, but also money to furnish it and money to buy like first month groceries, uh, first month ut- like like utilities bill, of course, first month cleaning supplies. Like mm-hmm. basically think of everything, everything that you use when you're at home. For me, right before I moved, I like spend a week and I literally wrote down everything I use at home. Like when mm-hmm. I went into the bathroom, I was like, oh, I'm going to my mom's bathroom to go get some Q-tips. If I have my own place, I don't got no place for Q-tips. I need to go get Q-tips. Yeah. Every single small thing that you kind of take for granted at your parents' house, write down. That way you know um, how much to buy for at least the first two months. And factor that into your budget too, because it's not just simply getting the keys. It's actually like living there and making it a home. So that, that helped me a lot. Yeah. I, I will say I never planned on staying in North Carolina. Like I went in knowing I'm not, I, I'm, I don't know, but I'm leaving here. I'm, I'm just, I'm leaving here. Not even with something I'm leaving here. So my house looks like a dance studio. Like I know y'all have seen how like pretty and put together and they just think of the opposite. Okay. My <laughs> house looks like a ballet studio. Like it has nothing in there. Like literally the only furniture I have is boxes from my freaking vacuum in my bed that I just haven't thrown away in the trash can. Like I have nothing. Cause I didn't, I didn't plan on staying there. So all mm-hmm. I have is, you know, a nice princess bed and that's it. Um, so, you know, it really is up to you how you want to make it your space. If you know, you're not, you don't really want to furnish it. You don't got to furnish it. But if you're like a, like, if you're a maximalist, when you rent, you need to take that in, into consideration because all those, what I buy on Amazon home edition are going to pop up on your for you page. And if you mm-hmm. have an Amazon account, those things, it it adds up. 
and consider your space too. Like I'll, I'll tell a story of my friend that I knew back in high school. Like she had hated living with her mom. Like she, every single day we would talk and she'd be like, my mom did this, my mom did that. And I really felt for her. And I was like, well, I mean, you worked two jobs in high school. You, if you really, really want to, maybe you can move out. But also we were like 17, like this was a very 17, but she, she was 18 at the time. So she was able to like, you know, put, put things in her name. Right. I remember she had moved out and she was living in a house with like four dudes and two girls and they were all like split. It was like sits house, sits, sits, sits room house. And she just happened to have one room, but they were all strangers. And in that moment, she was like, I realized whatever me, my mom is going through is worth dealing with and worth hashing out versus putting my safety at risk with basically sits random ass strangers in this house. Absolutely. And all the, I'm not going to get into all the problems she really ran into with that, but she was basically putting her health and safety at risk for freedom. But like, just realize that comes with a cost, especially for our younger girls listening. Because I think when you're younger, you're like, I can, I can, I'm 18. I need to leave. Like, mm-hmm. and it's a very like, I need to get out of here type of mindset, but really, really try to talk to maybe somebody that's done it um, and just keep that in mind. And she ended up moving back back with her mom anyway. So she kind of just wasted money, you know. Yeah. She did get the experience and like knew that it wasn't the right the right right option for her, but sometimes the grass really is not greener. It's dead. Yeah. And and to that point, I will also say if your friend is also going to the same thing, I, I moving in with a friend is unless you guys I'm not even gonna say y'all have a really really solid friendship because there's people that are moving with their best friends and living together makes them realize we can't be friends no more yeah I would just be very very weary of moving in with friends because there's a lot of things that you don't anticipate until you do and you don't want to throw a good friendship down the drain over some small stuff that escalates because you're living with each other. Like whether it's you guys don't have the same level of cleanliness, whether it's someone's behind on bills and you're having to cover, but that becomes a pattern. Like there's a lot of things that come with living with friends. And I think it's better to live with a safe stranger or or a safe acquaintance or a sibling. Yes. Or a safe acquaintance that you have vetted and know they're cool. um, than living with a friend. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's, and it's kind of a rough thing. That, that's rough. Ooh, that's rough. T- talk to somebody before you make that decision. Um, and finally, um, how to get through it is have a count on your phone. When I was leaving um, my mom's house, we just like she was that she was basically my friend that I was like, I, I can't live with you anymore. Like we do really good apart, but I can't live with you anymore. And that's why I mean, my sister moved out. You know, our relationship is great. But anytime my mom annoyed me, I would look at that countdown and be like 14 more days, 41 mm. days. Like it really helped. Like a countdown, like a countdown is great for vacation, but also for moving out of your parents' house. Wow, it was amazing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to that point, um, moms, how did you feel about living alone before you actually knew you were going to have to live alone? Um, so I would get little tastes of living alone whenever my whole family would be gone. Like, let's say they were going to the store, and like I had something to do, so I stayed home, and mm-hmm. I was just alone in that house. Um, I was scared. Yeah, I would hear one little creak, and I'm like, "Well, getting kidnapped." This is the end, you know. Like it was a very, very scary thing because I had never lived alone. I've always been with my siblings for one. I've always had someone to like entertain me, I guess, and like hang out with, and as a kid, play with. 
And I feel like I got really, really secure in that. So thinking of like not having someone to come home to was a really like jarring thing for me. Um, but then again, I, when I started getting older, because I lived, I lived with my parents till I was 21. So when I started getting older, I also had this sense like, oh, I can't wait to leave so I can have privacy. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't do anything and I can't really live life technically without them being a part of it. And I wanted to have something for myself. So I was like, not being able to do that was really like, it was really messing with me. And I didn't feel like a true adult unless I was paying my own bills. So Mm -hmm. A lot of things I couldn't even do because my mom was like, you don't pay bills. If you're under this house, you're not doing that. Yeah. Show didn't. Show didn't <laughs> couldn't. Could- and couldn't. I'm sorry. Um, I can wash some dishes and that's it. Yeah. So that was that was it for me. What about you, moms? Um, it was just honestly solely like before I knew I, I wanted to live alone and like had that urge. It was just like getting kidnapped. Like my I am so anxious. Oh like I'm God. literally the human embodiment of the inside and out purple character. I am just over no. so kidnapping is a real but then again I feel like that's a really valid one because black women be going missing left and right yeah every yeah. day and it's just now getting publicized I feel like it's always happened but it's just now getting like the awareness it needs we're finally hearing about it right yeah so yeah, yeah honestly the soul the sole thing was getting kidnapped like I mom, I mean I would always I always lived with my mom so it was just like y'all y'all know my tendencies I'm sorry y'all I'm that's just how I am um, yeah, solely was getting kidnapped. Um, <laughs> that's um, just me. And actually on that safety aspect too, if you are planning on living alone, I would say have like, have like your anchor person, like someone that you talk to every single day mm-hmm. that if you don't say something, they gonna know something's wrong. Or like, if you don't call them every night, um, or every two nights, it don't gotta be every day, every other day. And they haven't heard from you in a while. They're going to be the type of person that's like, something's wrong. Yeah. You know, because if you don't have that person and something does happen to you, you don't want to basically wait until it's too late. There should be somebody that like you can count on to check on you. Mm, no big facts, actually. That, that'll relieve a lot of stress, too. Yeah. My coworker, she lives in the apartments um, next to me, like literally two minute walk across from me. And um, she she kind of is my person. I didn't like necessarily do it that way. Like, oh, like if I don't call you in two days, but. She knows if I typically randomly call her at least once or twice a week to tap in. And if I went missing, she'd know. She'd be like, oh, let's knock on Faith's door. Right. Let's do a wellness check. Mm-hmm. And and vice versa. I'm yeah. like, oh, let me let. It's, it's a little bit harder to get into her house. And sometimes she'll be answering the phone. So sometimes I'll be taking that walk for no reason. I'd be like, girl, what could you possibly do? Open the door. Okay. <laughs> I get, put that code in so I can get into this room. I'm like, did you eat? You know, like just have an accountability person, really, in person. Um, Mom, what's your favorite part of living alone? um, For me, it's the getting to clean on my own schedule. I always struggle. Like my mom would be like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Faith is in charge of the kitchen. And then Hope, like we we would always have like a calendar. And I would make the calendar. My mom would approve it because it's um, big sister things, really. But getting to clean on my own schedule. Like I don't feel pressured to clean. I'm like, this is my space. I want to make it clean because I want to. Not because Mm. my mom pressuring me oh when you don't have somebody behind you saying like oh that's not right it feels amazing girl I like that one that one's up there but also knowing that because I am in a long-term relationship and it's looking like it's it's wedding vibes I'm never gonna be able I never was able to have a princess bed growing up because we literally like it we were depending on the year it was really dependent on the finances so it really wasn't giving you know 
whatever you want. It's whatever I can give at the moment was my mama's vibe. So I finally am like healing my inner child with my princess bed. And I would literally never be able to have a princess bed with Lola. What what he look like? In a <laughs> hey, y'all could, y'all could do you know one size the princess, one size the prince. He he's not going for it. I, I with the drapes, he's not going for it. And <laughs> like, I, I'm getting lights too. I'm very excited. So um, it's really just having my own space um, where no one can tell me anything about anything because I pay the bills and I don't have to get furniture because I'm not I'm not inviting nobody over. I have friends that have furniture and I can go over to their house. My friends have been in my house all of two times, but it was like to grab something. It wasn't a host. Like I know I'd love to put on like a five course dinner, but that's when I have like my Christmas house. Like, you know, that house that everybody comes mm, The barbecue house. The barbecue house. Like it's not giving right now because I knew I was leaving from the moment I moved in there. So it was never given. Let's make this place at home. Cause it wasn't. I mean, it's like a place where I can lay and work. Um, but now I don't have to do that. And y'all will hear that news soon. Um, but what about you moms? So for me, like uh, moving here, I knew this was going to be like a place I was going to be for at least at least two years. Yeah. So like my my vibe was kind of the opposite where I wanted to make it feel like me. And my biggest thing was like, these are the these are the only years I'm only 22 living here for so long. For one, these are the only years before I potentially get married, have kids where I can just decorate and do whatever I want. And can't nobody tell me different because once again, we pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So um. I have pink furniture because because yep. why not? Okay, yeah. I have album covers of all my favorite artists all over my walls yes. because it, I feel like it felt like me. Mm-hmm. And I think I was almost falling into that rabbit trap um, on TikTok of like the minimalist girlies where like everything is like white and clean Damn. and yeah, like Kim Kardashian's house vibe, mm-hmm. you know. But I was like, I don't want to walk into an apartment and feel like I'm in a showroom. Like it doesn't feel like me. Like I needed to walk inside and like it feels like Danasia is on the is everywhere, you know. So for me, my biggest thing was like making my space my own, and I think that really helped with like uh, the transition because I was really afraid of living alone. But yeah. when I walk inside my house and I feel like I feel like it's me, it makes me feel more comfortable. And it mm-hmm. makes me feel more at ease. So I would say find decorations that feel like you. Um, don't feel like you got to go with the TikTok trends of like being a minimalist girly. Because mine is mine is a little bit of it's it's a little matchless, maximalist. Yeah, I'm a mats person though, so yeah. you know it makes sense. Matches, yeah. Um, and also I can play any song I want on repeat, and can't nobody tell me different. Having when I like a song, will scar you. What'd you say? Having siblings with Scar, you'd be like, okay, well, in, in three minutes, it's my turn. Oh, no. Yeah. Having to share the Bluetooth speaker? <laughs> yeah. Every time I want to play a song, now here come Kayla. She want to connect her device. No. I'm playing my song for a reason. <laughs> my turn. Yeah. Having siblings with Scar, especially around the same age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for real. So now I don't got to share the Bluetooth speaker, okay? I can play. When I like a song, I love a song. So I will play it all day on repeat. And yeah. hey, nobody say something except maybe my neighbor, but not even her because she don't pay this bill. Mm-hmm. So love that. Um, also, I really wanted to be a host for like parties and game nights. Now, granted, I have a studio now, so I just don't like the idea of people sitting on my bed. So it has to be a small group because y'all sitting on the couch and anybody else, I, I don't know what to tell you. I got an office chair. Yeah. Y'all not sitting on no outside clothes on my bed. <laughs> Sorry. Take a shower 
So, um, yeah, but hosting has been fun and like inviting people into my space and like sharing it has been fun going over to my friend's houses and like, we're all kind of in the same boat. So seeing their house for the first time and we compare decorations and we're like, girl, where'd you get that? You know, that's the fun part about it. And, um, I think I'm really happy I waited to move out because I was able to actually save up enough to get the type of look I wanted. Like I had a specific vision. I had Pinterest boards built out for this. You know, like I really knew how I wanted my first apartment to look and I was able to execute that vision. So um, that's been my favorite part. And and now I'm not afraid of getting murdered every night, which is a huge growth step. Amazing. Huge growth step. Yeah. I got one of those little, uh, the keys, um, not the keys, the lock that you put like when you're in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And that has helped relieve a lot of my anxiety. Maybe I'll post on the, the story. Yeah. Um, you can get one of those or the little like kickstand that goes yeah. on your door. So that way, like, if it goes off, you have an alarm. Um, if you're in an apartment that allows ring, have that so you can see who's coming up to your your, your door and stuff. Um, yeah. But that kind of ties into what's the worst part of living alone for you, at least, and for me. Yeah, for me, it's coming home to no one. Like, knowing the fact that I'm living across the country from my person and the fact that I know I could possibly, if I hadn't took the job, you know, I could come home to somebody kind of sucks, but it's like, Honestly, your 20s is all about getting that money. And I had to choose, you know, I'm, I'm going to see you eventually. I'm going to see you here and there. But I had to choose the higher paying job. And so that, that's really what it is. Um, that sucks. Coming home to no one and just having to FaceTime. <sighs> but, yeah, mm. that's the worst part. And, and cooking for one. I hate cooking for one because I always overcook. Because I've never had mm. to cook for one. Because every recipe is for like three to four. Come on now. And now I have leftovers. What if, what if I don't like it? What if I didn't make it right? Mm-mm. now we don't waste in this house so now i'm trying to, i'm eating stuff i don't even like <laughs> y'all i hate wasting y'all i i just started like being comfortable with throwing stuff away that i know should be thrown away but i'm like no faith like it honestly the fact that i haven't like died from food poisoning like the frugalness in me before i moved before i got into my corporate era i literally would be like this could be bad but i don't want to waste so i would eat it I don't literally Lola be like, Faith, you can't do that. I'm like, that's such a waste. There's so much thrown in the trash. He's like, well, you're, you're going to get sick. So yes, coming home to no one, learning how to cook for one. Um, and I'm really going to have to throw that all the way when I end up moving in with Lola and having kids, which is no time soon. So we're not getting no aunties, no uncles, don't anybody. There is not going to be no type A black babies. Type A black TT? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> not for me. Maybe Kelly, not for me. And and Kelly, that's not for me. Or Peyton. Or Peyton. So now now where are we? Are, now where are we? If, no we if one of us ever gets pregnant, can you <laughs> imagine that episode, like us announcing that? Bro, that and the wedding. Like, I literally was like, I cannot wait for the time I black. Like, she's engaged. Like, that's just going to be the time. That's going to be insane. Like, I just think about, like, having a type A black girl's bridal shower or something. Like, that would be so cute. That would be so cute. Because, I mean, y'all y'all have been here almost from the jump. Like, I think we were around, like, two years when we first started. So, yeah, y'all have been here basically from the jump. Everybody loves Lola. Nobody doesn't matter. Nobody's I'm telling Y'all are going to be TTs to our children. So, I'm I'm hoping that y'all y'all set that responsibility, okay? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm saying TT in, in, in Ohio, it, it's your turn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're on the way. <laughs> gonna be like where did all these presents come from i'm like all the type a girlies oh yeah they've been tapped in they've been tapped in they, they, they're saving for diapers now 
Oh, easily. Red are we getting blue? Are we getting blue, pink, or are we waiting and doing yellow? I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna try to be a private girly. I don't know. I think my whole feed is probably gonna be pregnant. I, really? I, I feel like for my first kid, I would really pull like a Kylie. Here she is, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'm in my private era, but once I have kids at AK 30, I don't know what I'm gonna be like. Cause honestly, that's true. 18 year old Faith had would have never guessed I'd be as private as I am right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If if I had kids right now, or if I ever had a kid right now, what would that even look like? Not the gasp. <laughs> Faith gasped like she couldn't even she couldn't even accept that as a possibility. I couldn't even fathom that. Like I can't even fathom it. The running joke is literally me or Kelly. So even the thought of you having kids. I think I just need to work on being more maternal. Yes. Cause I'm like, y'all are dirty. You said what? Babies are dirty. Oh, yeah. No, I know. No, the thing is that, like, kids have always been naturally, like, they gravitate towards me. Okay. I think I just am so, I take the responsibility of having kids so serious. Yeah. I'm just very afraid of, like, doing something wrong. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I think that's where it comes from. Because I, I, I think I could be a really great mother. Because I'd be, I'd be seeing kids out on the street and I'd be like, Ooh, I don't. I I need that kid to have a coat on. Like I'd be having that inner black mom in me. Yeah. I think I'm just afraid to let her out. Oh yeah, it was definitely given in the basement. Like <laughs> that's why I'm not ready for kids because I would want to protect it a little bit too much because there's too much going on in the world. Exactly. Like, Y'all, this is not a baby episode, okay, moms? <laughs> what is your worst part of living alone? <laughs> um, for me, and like one of the type A girlies said this on Instagram. Um, she asked, like, how do you learn to be comfortable with the silence? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of the same thing as coming home to no one. Yeah. Coming home and being alone by yourself, being alone with your with your thoughts. Um, I went through this point, especially when I first moved, where I was just trying to distract myself from the silence. So yeah. I was like, I had three different things going on. I had the TV running. I had, like, music playing. And I was on Twitter. You know, like, I was really determined to not let no bad thoughts through <laughs> <laughs> so I emulated, bro. Absolutely overstimulated. Okay, so I I went through that phase for like a good, I would say like the first month I moved, and then I I, I slowly but surely got more comfortable with the silence. And I would say it honestly comes with time. And I learned how to be alone but not lonely, because I think like before I I've just never been this isolated. But yeah. I, I had to see it as you know I'm not. I'm not alone because no one wants to be, no one doesn't want to be around me. I'm alone because, you know, this is just a new stage in my life. Yeah. So that was just like something I had to, I had to deal with. Um, It's not easy. And I will say, you know, for some, it's not for some people. Luckily for me, I'm an introvert and I I like my space. Mm -hmm. I I like my space a lot. I think I can turn it on when I want to. But after COVID, I turned into more of an introvert and I'm very selective of where, where I want to actually use my social battery because I got to mm. charge charge up for a long time. Like y'all not going to send me out for a very long time. And I'm really oh. trying because I'm like, face up, I'm like a grandma. But I've realized I'm like, you're not a grandma. You just know what you like. And you're, Thank you, you. You're not going out just for the sake of going out. You're going out because you want to. And you're not going out because you just want to have some Thai food and watch rom-coms. And that's and okay. That's okay. And honestly, you're protecting your peace because I, ever since I got my space, I've also been very selective on who I let in here. Mm. I'm not bringing anyone into my space that's that's going to bring negative energy because 
this is all I got. Like, this is my little sanctuary. So if I'm allowing you into my space and into my home, I'm hoping that you like, for one, respect that. And I'm not bringing anybody in here that has bad vibes, honestly. Yeah, no, no, huge, huge facts. Um, Let's get into some rapid fire tips for living alone. Uh, We also plan on putting this on um, type A, either the story or um, as an actual post, feed post. Uh, But Mm -hmm. what about, let's have you go first, moms. Um, What's some rapid fire thing that you just have to know for living alone? Okay, so for one, have your set of non-negotiables that you do every single day. Since there's no one with you to hold you accountable, and sometimes if you're going through a rough time, if you've ever been depressed, you know that like even just getting up to take a shower is a lot. Very hard. Even getting up to just do simple things in your day is hard. So have some non-negotiables that, you know, regardless of how your day is going or how you're feeling, you try to at least do those things. Um, Mm -hmm. It can be very simple. Eat twice a day. For me, that's that's a big one. Like I really have to force myself to make time to eat every single day because who's who's checking me to make sure I eat, you know, Um, whether that's prayer every single day, like whatever it is that you struggle with doing by yourself on your own, put that on the list and work towards that. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, find a hump day activity throughout the week. So on Wednesday, try to find something that can get you through the week, because I noticed like. If I'm working Monday through Friday, all I'm doing is looking forward to the weekend. What am I doing in the middle of the week to keep me grounded? Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm now looking at um, either going to a belly dancing class because (laughs) when I lived in Hawaii as a kid, I did ballet and there was a belly dancing studio right next to ours. And something about them ladies doing that belly dancing. I said, I need to learn how to do that. So it's always stuck. So I want to learn how to belly dance and wind because I want to be at Caribbean parties. Yeah. And my hips, I don't want my hips to lie because mm. At the right moment. now they've been lying a lot. So I need to make sure that, you know, if I go to any Caribbean parties this summer, you know, I can whine like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. So that's my hump day activity. Um, also, always have something to look forward to on the weekends. It can be very small, very minimal, but find something um, to invest in. I don't know what number one, actually, really invest <laughs> in decor that makes you happy. And make your home or make make your house a home if if you're if you're feeling comfortable enough to do that. Yeah. Because I think yeah. it really makes you feel like, you know, this is my space and it makes you feel proud and it, it's really your sanctuary. Um, another tip, and this is really more for like safety, get to know your neighbors. Um, even if it's just the person that lives next door to you, just have somebody to where like if you something happens to you, they know that, you know, where you live, they know who lives in that apartment. Um, and if you leave, you know, you have somebody to look out and make sure nobody breaks into your space. Um, just find at least one neighbor. I, I actually just finally met the one black girl on my floor and she's so cool. So we are planning like wine nights and all this stuff. Cause we literally live on the same floor. She's so cool. I literally went over to her apartment for like, like five minutes to say hi and ended up staying for two hours. So what? really get to know your neighbors. Yes. Oh. We was talking about micro links and tapings like, Oh, wow. And dogs. Her dog just had puppies and she was going to sell me a dog. And I almost, I really almost got one because those little babies were so cute. Mm-hmm. But I can't have a dog right now. Um, that's the other thing. If if you are not financially ready to have a dog or you don't have the time and you're at work all day, don't get no puppy for the yeah. aesthetic. Do not get a puppy for the aesthetic. You need to really be able to take care of that thing. Yeah. Um, another tip, burn that candle. That part. Burn that candle. 
that also just ties into like, don't save the small luxuries for a special occasion. Like, I think I get caught up in like, oh, I'm not going to burn that candle because it's my good candle. I only burn it when my house is clean. Like, no, burn that candle at any point. Wear mm-hmm. that perfume because it's just a nice day and you want to wear that nice perfume. Yeah. Um, don't save the small luxuries for a special occasion. Um, another thing, really invest in learning how to cook, mm-hmm. um, especially if you live in an expensive city, because right now the amount of money I spend out on eating out is absurd. I'm not even going to say the number because y'all are not going to like it. Um, <laughs> just make sure that you really learn how to cook. I can also drop some recipe books that me and Peyton use that are top tier, like Jay Nice. I don't know if y'all follow her on Instagram. It's cooking with Jay Nice. And she has two cookbooks that are really good. So I'm going to drop that on the story because they are amazing. And there is just a lot of comfort in having a home-cooked meal. Yeah. For real. It's probably not going to hit the same as when your mom make it. No, it won't. It'll never. It'll right. never make her cooking. Mm-mm. In all honesty. But, you know, you can get pretty close. So yeah. invest in doing home-cooked meals. Yeah. Um, Two more tips. One, build a bucket list of fun things to do in your city. Um, For me, I started this when I lived in Vegas, and I literally had a Vegas bucket list. So anytime I had friends that came from out of town, we were just knocking things off the bucket list on the weekends. That would be my my go-to when I wanted to do something fun. And now here in New York, I have a very long list of stuff that I found off TikTok and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And yeah, now my job is just knocking something off the list every week. It could be small. It could be big whatever you want to do, but dedicate time to have fun by yourself and with friends. Yeah. And then finally, uh, try to take time to look cute. Even if you just at home, um, for me, there's been points where I've been at home, like, you know, the whole week or I haven't really left my house and I'm like, damn, I look crazy right now. Like I look crazy. And sometimes just getting cute and walking around the neighborhood or walking to another location near me, like it really did a lot for my like mental health. Like I felt good just by like getting ready. So I would say try to take a day or two to just look cute and get ready. And that can probably make you feel better if you've been in the house and you know. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the two piece that two piece athleisure sets will do it every time. Oh. Yeah. Easily. I go to like that's I've I've been trying to spend more money on myself clothes wise because I'm I'm not a zero anymore. I'm a four. So now I need to get all new four clothes. Like I literally all I only have frat party clothes because I haven't, you know, updated my wardrobe since college. So it's really I really got to put the pedal to the metal on this on on budgeting for these clothes because, wow, I have literally no real clothes. And you can use the one third rule. Um, So the one third rule is basically like either your hair uh, your makeup or your clothes are done. Mm. And if you have at least one of those done, you'll feel a little bit more put together. So like, for example, if I'm leaving, I'm going to the grocery store and I don't want to get fully ready, but my hair looks cute. I can just be a simple chapstick lip gloss. Lip gloss really. oh, yeah. And you know, maybe if I want to do two thirds, I'll put on a nice little athleisure set and I feel way more put together than if I just left the house. Like looking, nothing a, hot looking a hot mess. So really, you know, try to do one third to two thirds or three thirds. Three thirds is like, you know, peak. Hair done, nails done, everything did. But try to, you know, try to try to keep maybe one of those each day to make you feel like you're taking care of yourself better. Yeah. And even and if it's a really rough day or month or, you know, quarter, maybe either the or year. The year, then maybe the third rule was just at least brush your teeth and wash your face, put some earrings on. Thank I, you. And you got and a, a little bit of lip gloss. And a, and a little bit of lip gloss goes a long way. I, 
keep one in your work backpack or your school backpack, your car, your living room, your kitchen. Like I got, I felt like I was rich when I had lip glosses for every section of my house. Mm. I was like, this is got to. And honestly, even if you, if you don't know, if you don't want to do that, let's say you're not a lip gloss girly because some people aren't. Yeah. Put on your favorite lotion or perfume that day. Mm -hmm. Smelling good. Smelling great. Grand even. Leaving Uh, a trail. <laughs> Leave me <laughs> no big facts. Like, mm, you smell good. That's one of the best compliments the person can any ever. Best ever. compliment. Oh my god. I'll be like, yeah, I know. Yeah, baby. I'm gonna put you on too. Because uh, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, girl. This that insert perfume here, and mm-hmm, it yeah. works every time. Um, but a few rapid fire tips before we get into the affirmation of the week is for one set of routine. I feel like for me, my routine um, for work is I try to. It kind of just grounds me. Listen to like uh the daily or today explain just like something quick that you can get a little snippet of what the news is going on but you don't open twitter um try not to open any socials i tried this today and it was very hard to not open twitter until 12 Mm. but i did it and literally somebody was like why do you think you're having a bad day if you literally are opening you're waking up and you're seeing people fight i said Mm. i saw that yeah, for real. It's a perspective. Like, oh, okay, well, let me not wake up and start scrolling. It's hard because that's what I'm used to. But at least having something to simulate me, like a podcast, very helps. But to watch your face, you know, get all that. You just set a, set a nice routine up. You don't got to do it every day because it's hard to, to get into the routine. But try it for, tw- make it a habit 21 days. And now I don't even feel right without listening to a podcast when I wake up. Um, two, I, I can't be quiet. Two, make a budget. Um, like we said this entire freaking episode budgeting will really freaking help um if you need some budget help i would say look on pinterest they have some really good budgets on there um excel is going to be your best friend um or just find a friend that you know is really good at budgets and like sometimes it sucks i don't know what something new that happened with me i'll be like i'm in a planning mood and i'll literally just start planning out trips when am i taking these i don't know i'll start making like i'm like girl this is getting out of hand why are you hyper fixating on a trip that you're not going on for six months like that is me anyways number three um figure out what your cleaning schedule is going to look like for me um i really have always struggled just like having a consistent cleaning schedule because my mom be like girl you need to clean up and i'm like now i don't want to so um now i do like what, what helps for me is i'm like okay bathroom this day kitchen this day floors these this day i can't i i'm not super i'm not a superhuman i cannot do it all in one day I'm going to get drained and I'm going to sleep for the rest of the day. So if I have like Wednesdays or bathroom days, like something like that, or even like it's just toilet days. If you can't do the whole bathroom, that's okay. Just make, make sure what works for you works for you. And you're not just doing stuff that you saw on TikTok. Okay. Um, for, like Nate said, before you get a pet, figure out how to support yourself. I know I'm going on too many trips. I like to take too many naps and I like to sleep in too much to have a pet. It's like pre-kids, and I, I don't want kids right now, so I definitely don't want no pet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe get a fish if you really, really want one. And then you got to clean out the tank, and I'm not doing that. So that's why mm-hmm. I don't got nobody, nothing to nurse for air and me. That's it. And that's all you need. That's all. Um, to the nature's point again, make it your space. For me, my space is I'm frugal. I'm not spending on nothing that I'm going to have to send on Facebook market- Marketplace for a third of the price after 12 months of living here because I'm not staying here any longer. Uh, we're going to do a dance studio and make a really nice room. I have, I really I have a very pretty room and a very pretty bathroom. And that's it. Cause that's, that's my space. Now I, I just got to, and, and to um, another point I didn't put on here, 
get a space, get enough space for you. Don't overdo it. Realistically, you're not gonna have you're not gonna have that many people over. Mm. And you're a not. point to that, you will feel more lonely in a space that's bigger than what you need. I and think I about like, if I had a huge house. Think about if you lived in a huge mansion by yourself, you're gonna feel way more lonely than if you just had a space that actually is appropriate for one person. Yeah, living in my two bedroom house, literally, I was like, oh my gosh, this is way too much space. It helped because it was two stories, but I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a desk here and. Da, da, da. And a cow. No, I'm not. Be realistic. I think that just be realistic. Um, six, FaceTime and podcast will be your best friends. I literally have people that I can depend on. Like, if they don't answer, they'll answer. Typically, my sisters, my mom, and then, you know, India, who is my, like, up, across from the park, uh, my two minute walk friend, basically. Um, I love FaceTiming. I always have. So just find those friends that, you know, can. And if nobody want to answer, I'd be like, y'all hate me. I'll just go to a podcast or a YouTube video and I'm fine. But I will start with the y'all hate me and then I'll go out with my day. Seven, try to leave your house once a day, even if it's just for five minutes. Um, I know working from home and you can get really lost in your space and very comfy. Just go on that patio. Sit mm. on them stairs. Just get some fresh air. And I struggle with this. I, I uh, pot calling the kettle. I'll tell you that I struggle with it really bad, but just try to get some exercise or exercise or just smell some fresh, smell the roses, smell the grass, touch, touch some grass, please. And finally, this my, my mom has always made sure we did this every single time we move. We moved a lot. Get comfy with your leasing office. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, mm. okay. Did you catch that football game? Like, you don't got to be every day. Maybe like, oh, like, did you see this package? Like, just talk to them so that if something comes up, they're like, oh, that's faith. We know it. We got it. Like, just get comfy with them. Period. Yeah. Oh, and another thing on the cleaning, um, something that's helped me is having like a closing shift mindset. Like, I'd be like, oh, like I'm I'm the closing shift. I need to just clean up a little bit around here. So like every night I'll just do it. I'll do a clean of the whole house, but it keeps it clean every single day because if mm -hmm. I let it pile up, I'd be stressed out on the weekends because now I spend my I'm basically spending my whole Sunday cleaning up. So I'd yeah. be like, oh, I'm the closing shift. Let me just go ahead and get ready for the morning shift and I'll do a clean. It's really just me mentally tricking myself, but it really works. Yeah. If no, I didn't do that, I would wait, I would everything would pile up until the weekend when I actually have time. So closing shift after work is what gets me through. Yeah, no, I'd be like, uh, the morning shift got it. You got it, girl. And then yeah, I'll be like, are you so for real right now? Like, be so. Like, why was you waking up like closing shift didn't do a damn thing last night? Especially when I decide uh, on a blue moon to go out impromptu, the clothes on the bed. The oh. <sighs> Every single straightener I own on the counter. Coming is, it home, is it unplugged? We don't know. Coming home wobbling, and all I want to do is get in the bed. But I'm like, no, I got to put this up. I got to take a shower. I got to do that. I, got I didn't put up the food. Now, come on now. Sheets dirty. Everything. Literally, it's all bad. Shoes by the door. All of it. Just, just real. You, you look foolish right now. You should have did better. Foolish. But hey, you live and you learn. Uh, moms, what's the affirmation of the week? So our affirmation for this week is that I am learning to be comfortable in silence. I may be physically alone, but I am not lonely. Let the church say amen. Amen. That was good because that's that was hard to accept. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. But let's go ahead and get into our call from the request line. So this one is actually pretty on par with um, this episode, actually. So this type A black girl says, I live in an immigrant and black household with my mom being from Jamaica, and she's like any crazy immigrant mother. And I've recently started dating an older guy. He's 26 and I am 21. And my mom is really against it because she doesn't like our age gap. And she doesn't like me dating and sees it as a distraction. I have goals for law school and she thinks he's going to change that. And I don't know how to make her see that that's not true. And she wants nothing. She wants me to do nothing with him. But I want my boyfriend to know my family. She had me really young at like 18. So I feel like she's projecting a lot of her own issues onto me. And she's pretty hell bent on me not living her life if I get pregnant and married young when it's actually out of her control. So this is a... First of all, thank you so much for submitting a question. Um, we really appreciate you guys being so vulnerable and honest. Every on single these. one. Every single one. Like, we really appreciate it. Um, first of all, I just want to say I'm sorry that you're going through this situation because I know how it is living in a Black household, but I don't know what it's like living like in an immigrant household. So I feel like that's an added layer yes. um, to this situation. And I can see for your mom why she doesn't want you to go down her track. But also, I feel like for you, you want to live your own life. Mm-hmm. Um my advice is that you said you're, you have plans for law school. I don't know if you're currently in school or, you know, what your situation is, but I think the best thing for overbearing or controlling parents is to show them actual ways that you're going to make your plans happen. Yeah. So for her, like show her actual tangible ways, make a PowerPoint if you have to, girl, do what you got to do. I love PowerPoint. Show her, love a PowerPoint. I used to make PowerPoints for everything. Mm-hmm. PowerPoint, why I need to go out this weekend. Yep. You know, like. Show a PowerPoint or something that shows your exact plan for law school. That way she is more comfortable in that. And she knows that regardless of this man in your life, you're not going to stray away from that. Because it seems like that's what she's really concerned about. She's concerned that, you know, this man is 26. Maybe he wants to, you know, settle down or something like that. And she's worried that he's going to distract you. So the best thing you can do is show her how you're not going to get distracted. Um, Another thing it also might be helpful if she can vet him for herself. I don't know if she's met your boyfriend or if they have like come in contact, but maybe if she can actually meet him personally, it can release some of her stress and, you know, just help gain that trust. Because if she likes, if she likes him and he's a good guy, you know, that can help make things a little bit easier. But I would say the first step is her gaining her trust with you. And the way you do that is by showing her how you're going to make it to law school or what your plans are and, you know, showing that he's not going to mess that up. So that, that's what I would say. What about you, moms? I, I think I'm just going to second everything with Denasia. For me, I didn't really grow up with like that strict of rules. So I didn't I didn't think I could empathize that much. I'm just going to second uh, what Denasia said. Make that PowerPoint or whatever you know was going to like, you know, your mom, you know, her. find her sweet spot. So find her soft spot. You know, I mean, make sure y'all being safe because it could happen. I was an accident, baby. You know, my mom. I think the only way I could empathize, I guess, is my mom um, had me young at 21. And for me, it wasn't more so her on me. It was me on me. Like, you can, you got to break the curse. Because literally a lot of my family members have like around like 21 and below, they have kids and steadily have kids throughout their 20s. And I was like, I got to break the curse. Like, I felt like that was a generational curse. Shout out. Like, it, it provided something good. Like, me and my sisters and me and my cousins but I just knew that wasn't for me. And I feel like, you know, you're not on that track. And I feel like your mom is just very anxious because she didn't think she was going to be on that track, but she ended up 
being there and it made her, it made her life harder. Mm. So I guess just maybe try to understand where your mom is coming from. I know it's hard because it's your mom and you're like, she's crazy, da, 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 which I, I, I understand. Um, but I, I just feel like make that PowerPoint and make before you introduce this man to her, is is he gonna last for another six months? Like I need you to be very serious with yourself. Is he lasting for another six months or is he like a mm, we'll see? So after honesty yeah, hour, because you don't want her to meet him, and then another one comes along the way five months down the road, and she's like, another one, I gotta meet another one. You can bring another man in my house, and that's a man. 26? 26? 26, that's a grown, yeah, that's a grown ass man. Um, <laughs> but so also, yeah, that's a big point too. Like maybe she's saying that because she doesn't see this man as being someone in your future. And she's like, girl, why are you wasting your time? That mm-hmm. could be it too. And you saying your, your mom is an immigrant too. She may be thinking, um, I sacrificed way too much yeah. for us to even come here for one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want you to mess up all the opportunities I've created over a man. So make sure that this man is, is worth also potentially putting your relationship with your mom at risk too, because at the end of the day, this man can leave, but your mom is your mom. You know, as long as y'all have a, if y'all have a relationship, I know you called her crazy, so I'm not sure how good your relationship is with her, but think about that too. You know, you do want to preserve your relationship with her and not put that at risk for for him too. So yeah, a lot to think about. I think we might've needed a little more content. Maybe you can follow up with us and, and, you know, let us know what you think. Cause I'm, I'm not too sure on, you know, your relationship with her and, and Mm -hmm. with him, but yeah. It's usually you recently started dating him. So make sure that he's, you know, in it for the long haul before you make things a little more serious. Make some shake with your mom. Like, oh, now, now you sit at the dinner table. Is he, how right. long is he going to be at that dinner table? How long? And, and is he going to stay at the dinner table for a long time? Are y'all going to have your own dinner table in the, in the future? You know, we need to think about those things. A lot. Pretty soon. And he's already 26. So he's ready to start a family. He he said, I'm ready to pay pay a mortgage, you know, or maybe he's not. He could be, you know, men do not mature quick at all. His That's- frontal lobe just developed last year. So I'm no. not really giving him much slack right now. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about you, baby. <laughs> you are our type A black girl, okay? Okay, we're not thinking about that man. We think about you. Mm. But um, yeah, I hope that helped. Hope that helped. Yes. Um, so- but let's go get into our favorite segment. I mean, I think call from the request line and why would you say that are definitely neck and neck. But I like ending off the episode with Why Would You Say That? So um, typically my Why Would You Say That's come from what I send in Asia. And I look back every Friday or like every <laughs> recording day, like what the heck did I even send her? Um, okay, let's see. Let me go down. My first one, Quinn Blackwell said, people that own big dogs homes always smell a bit corn chippy and zooish. And I don't know why, but that really aligned with what goes on in my head when I'm like get that dog away from me please no for me for me it'd be when the dog be looking him in the face (laughs) oh Marley no better I'm gonna just say that yeah Marley might be a white a white Maltese dog but that dog is black yeah she yeah she knows she knows way better (laughs) um uh this girl said they her tweet said they said I knew I was delusional when I seen a man recent I seen my man's recent emojis and knew he was cheating because you ain't send that to me. <gasps> Can that, you imagine? Can you imagine him using like the like like the the little purple demon or something? And he ain't never sent you the purple demon. 
No, or like if he always sends you blue hearts and he has an orange heart in there, who you send an orange heart to? Oh, I'm calling Apple. <laughs> There's a glitch in the system, actually. <laughs> You're not about to make me look dumb. Um, there was this guy and he basically had like an emoji shirt and then a hoodie under it and then a blazer on top of that. I will put this in my, uh, we're going to do a January dump. I'm going to put this in my dump because it's just a really funny picture. Like, why are you having, there's just a lot of layers. And then his pants look like, like what, what are the highlighters exploded in the wash? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the on, in the dump. Go on the top of Black Girl page and you'll see him at sometime this week. Um, but she said emoji shirt with the hoodie underneath and blazer is pretty crazy. Not gonna lie, and she's so right. Cause why would you why would you do that? What? Um, what about you, moms? <laughs> okay, so some TikTok's been wilding this week because I've been seeing a lot that are like, girl. Um, so this one black girl, she she posted. And she said, when I was 14, I put on lipstick and kissed every mirror in the house. My mom thought I was saying goodbye and about to commit suicide. So she sent me to a psychologist, but I was just being weird and copying something I saw A do on Pretty Little Liars. Oh, you didn't want to ask her why? And like, 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 oh, this is the episode. She did this. No, but I, I think about all the things I saw in Pretty Little Liars growing up. And, like, I shouldn't have been watching that. Oh, that I, no, no ABC family show. Every Tuesday I was ready. I think it was Tuesday. I was ready on that floor watching that TV. Like, crazy. I was, honestly, I got sick and tired of not knowing who A was, so I stopped eventually. But I was, I was a hard, I was a ride or die. Oh, I was ride or die. I spent seven years of my life watching that show. Oh, you went through it? I went through it just for the last season to be trash. Wow. Shout out to was, I'm not going to spoil Well, you know what? The show been off for almost 10 years. I'm going to spoil it. <laughs> if you ain't watched it by now, I don't know what to tell you. A ended up being like um, Spencer's evil twin, long lost twin from Britain. Come on now. Crazy. You make no sense. Crazy. I, no. Um, and then there's another TikTok I saw. It's this, it's a... <laughs> The audio is a, a fly buzzing. It's like, and then it goes, ah! <laughs> That's a new one. And the caption says, when the fly I made smile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the, the caption says, when the fly I made spy on my girl during her girl's night out comes back with no valuable information because he was too busy messing around in the trash. <laughs> And it's him slapping the fly. Come on now. Like, I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it. Yeah. It's literally so funny. Um, And then I saw another one on Twitter. And it was a video of Doja Cat when her wigs used to be bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let you know right now. Her wigs was bad, but her music was the best. Oh, amazing. I love when we saw her live. The worse the the worse the wig, the better the song. That's all I'm going to say, Absolutely. right? It was, it was, that, was, that was the kind of graph. No, for real. But somebody said this was back when she used to throw on that wig like a hoodie. <laughs> Whoa. Now come now come on. Now come why would you say that? And this is why I'm afraid to wear wigs. Because I'm, 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 I'm I can't lay no lace, okay? Show can't. If I, I tried it once. Oh, there was this I don't know if it was a TikTok or something, but she she said she wanted a first date, I think with the white man, and he was like, What is that netting? <laughs> 
No. The first time I had a lace wig, my dad said my forehead looked like a screen door. Now, Mr. Marv. Mr. Marv. You don't say Why that. Why would you say that? And I was so happy. It was my first ever. I was like, oh, what lace? He said that lace. That I said I he said, what's wrong with it? Paying <laughs> oh, all that money. All that money. I was on Love Me Hair trying to figure out, buy my first closure, my, my first frontal. That's an insane thing to say. Crazy. Now, now I'm upstairs in the bathroom with some got to be. <laughs> trying to make it happen. Trying to lay, 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 lay something down. Yeah, no. Um, if I, if y'all ever see me wearing a wig and it's not Halloween, just know a hat will be on top of it. Cause I'm not laying in Whoa. I, I became a hat girl within the last, within, within a week. Oh, That's I, the first time I get my money's worth, but yeah, no, it didn't last very long. This is getting taken off. Um, it's, yeah. Not this looking is good. good. I actually had no clue where this episode was going. So I'm, I'm glad we, we, yeah, we, no, we really just, we really just typed in our answers on this, uh, this Google sheet and we said, all right, let's, let's, let's make it happen. Before. Um, well, all right, y'all. We love y'all. If y'all have any questions, please send it into the anonymous, um, what is it posting on Linktree? Yes, it's called, you'll see in our, in our Linktree, it'll be free suggestion bots, completely anonymous. Um, we check it before every episode too. And yeah, yeah. We also pay a subscription on that too. So. Send them them questions. Send them them questions, girl. (laughs) We pay $5 a month, baby. Between that and Spotify, that will take the last $15 out of my account. And now I can't get Culver's or Canes. <laughs> Come on now. Um, so yeah, follow us on Instagram at Type A Black Girls so you can see reference to the, why would you say that's for this week? Because they're, they're, they're crazy. You, yeah. Um, you have to have reference pictures for our, I would say this. Yeah. So um, yeah, y'all. We love you. Love y'all. We'll see y'all next Talk week. Talk to you later. Bye. Mm-hmm.